Aren't you worried you're spreading it a little thin? This is where we do Amiga stuff. Okay, boat. Sorry, man. It'll never happen again. I'm taking it right off the wheel. I'm Fireball. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to a quick turnaround edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, Amigo Aaron. Joined by a man who's never turned around quickly in his whole life. I give you the Brent. That's not true. When, when did you, you turn around when you quickly? you leave the buffet, you have to turn around to get back to it. <laughs> Valid point. Also, when you head to the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, if you uh, missed us just a few days ago, if we're watching live, we spun the wheel. We made the deal, the exciting deal. Well, it could have been exciting. It could have been horrible because it was chat choice. But thank goodness that we picked Amiga Cammy's choice this week because we're going to be doing... Bam! Swords and sorcery. Yes. Swords and sorcery games. That's that's a good broad topic. That's a very broad topic. That's right, but we needed something broad for this one because we need something that we can jump into immediately. Yes. So, you know, I thought about various choices for this because you could go in many, many different ways yeah. for swords and sorcery. When I mean... We both instantly came up with the same game. It's quite amazing, actually, especially for me. But, I mean, when you think swords and sorcery games, do you think RPGs? Do you think action games? What comes into your mind? And name a few of the ones that you it, think it, are good. Well, if you're going to say sword and sorcery, I typically will think uh, uh, action-adventure. Right. Your, your links, your, um, uh, the games we picked, uh, especially... Games like uh, beat 'em ups, yeah. uh, Knights of the Round, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, I think we we went we went very in the same direction. We definitely went. Do you went, think so? Yeah. What do you? Th I mean, I didn't get it. I thought they were pretty different games. Oh, frankly. they're pretty different games, but they're. I mean, we're both swording and boarding over here. Well, at we didn't. My, pick, we didn't pick RPGs. That's for sure. Yeah, and we uh, at least I picked a, a, a guy that does some magic. Yeah. Well. You know, I looked when I when I went to choose this, and I will say I, was, I had an inspiration for this game because, to be honest, I never played it until the, until this week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I thought about okay, what are the genres of sword and sorcery that I can get into here? And I thought okay, stuff like Eye of the Beholder or the Gold Box series of the D and D world. You can play any of the D and D games. You can even play the D and D uh, beat 'em ups, which I think we already played on the show. But you know, those were yeah. Those are all prime uh, ways to go. You could also play text games. Zorks, Wizardries were in the mix. Uh, Ultimas were in the mix. Your JRPGs. There's a whole flurry of stuff. Uh, Lord of the Rings uh, type games. They were all there. But when I when I picked the game I picked this week, I thought to myself, what is something I've never heard of that looked enticing to me that uh, that fits the motif and, I, and i'll explain more into what i get into my game but i'm happy with what i chose uh because it, i'd never played it before and i like to try stuff that i haven't played before yeah now we both had played your game but i thought that was that was my first choice because we both when we walked out of here after we spun the wheel and chat gave us the pick i think we both had that game in mind instantly which is a wonder. Well, it's a huge part of my youth. Yeah, yeah. So, so and that that that's why I picked it. Aside from the game that you picked, do you recall? I mean, and and maybe the mainstream stuff. Do you, is there any low end sword and sorcery games that you got into? Yeah, the other game I own. Oh, got into. I don't know about yeah. that. Uh, 
Deadly Towers. Oh man, that, that, that was yeah. that's the only other game that I own for the NES. Yeah, for the longest time outside of the back ends. There were a lot of games I thought of that we'd already played. Uh, Sword of Sedan was one that instantly came to mind because of that one you you could actually perform both magic and with a sword. That game Trojan is another one I thought about because that's got a wizards in it and you also have a guy with a sword and a shield. Yeah, but that's also set in. Uh in like a post-apocalyptic it didn't time. hey nothing here said you had to have play something in the past you could have heard a fantasy world you I could play anything I was thinking of the the one I can't remember the name of it where you are you see through your character and you've got the shield and the the guys come at you uh sort of like a uh, uh, uh it starts with a C like Caleb or you're killing me here, Aaron. Help me out. You got me. You're leaving me out to dry. I got me on this one. Uh, anyway, it, it's a sword and sorcery game where you move in the foreground left and right. Yeah. And you, when you walk, it's sort of like your game. You're walking into the path. Yeah. And things attack you. And they'll jump into your attack range and then back out. And you have sorcery as well. Yeah. Um, also, I was thinking of what we played on the show that would fit this bill. And I actually put stole the... Uh, Box cover off one, which is sort of affordable. If you recall that one from the Big Twenty, I believe. So we played that one on, and the, that was a fun one. The unfortunate thing was, since this was a very short week, yeah, any kind of complicated or involved, uh, like real role playing game, your Final Fantasy types, we couldn't have done any justice. I have trouble doing those in a full week. Yeah, to be honest with true. you, that's why I mean. Some people, we always we do on Amigas. We do have a role playing night every every month or so. But they, depending on how difficult that game is, it can be quite a trial. But then again, so can Sims or whatever. So, but I actually, when it comes to these sorts of games, these are the kind of games I like to play. I should mention that we just played a great game that would have fit this bill on the Coco Show uh, uh, last month. That was that was real fun. So there are tons and tons of different options. You, there, you can go down the line. That's what I liked about the topic. It was nice and broad. And I think we picked a couple games that were way different. So, Brent, I'm going to let you lead uh, the show off this week. What sure. did you uh, bring to the table? I went back to my youth, and I chose Wizards and Warriors for the NES. Yes. Now, this is one we owned back in, yes. you owned back in the day. Yes. This is one of my two, like I said before, non-packing games. Um this, of course, released by Rare, uh, published by Acclaim. Aaron, did you know this This was a 1987 release for the U.S.? Right. It didn't get released in Europe until 1990. Really? Yeah. Why yeah. is that? I have no idea. It was released in Japan in 1998. Uh, this was the first uh, Nintendo game... To have a fully Western release. It was Western developed and Western uh, published hmm. through Rare and Acclaim. How, how, do you know how far into Rare's existence this game? Because when I, when I was typing this up and it was Rare, I never, as a kid or a young person, I never noticed who d developed it. And I was surprised that it was Rare. I never, I was like, wow, I can't believe it. This was Rare's second game on the Nintendo. Do you know their first that came out just months earlier? Was it that god-awful uh, fortune-telling game? No, no. Was that one that, of theirs? They came much, much later. That was one of theirs, yeah, though. Was, bam, was I, at least I remembered it. Uh, it was Slalom, the skiing game. Okay. They That was their first. I don't know if y'all played that one. Oh, yeah, you 
you have. Oh, okay. Yeah, you almost certainly played it in the arcade. You actually stand on the skis and lean did, left Did and we right. have to use the uh, pad, the athletic pad for that? No, 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 no. In the Well, I don't know if you could do that in slalom or not. That might have made that a lot more fun. In the arcade, you actually stood on the machine and moved left oh, and right. Oh, yeah, I played that. And sure. at the, and at the uh, Rare uh, developed that or just uh, the home version? No. Oh, whoa. I don't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I know they did the home version That's for the NES. But... Back to the topic at hand, Wizards and Warriors, uh, a, a very unique game. This was also one of the first games, because, of course, in, in the early days of uh, uh, consoles and computers both, you a lot of developers never saw their names. The, the games didn't have credits. You were lucky if, you're, if your developing team got mentioned. Uh, unless you were doing a solo project that you could put your name in the, under the title screen or something, you were kind of lost. Uh, this game kind of broke a little bit of that, not completely, but like the music in this game, the guy that did the music did music for a crap ton of NES games, tons of famous stuff. Uh, he was huge on the scene, and he actually got credited at, at the end on your end scroll. Um, but Wizards and Warriors, you control a, a, a wonderful knight, a, a classic knight, full suit of armor, full, including the bucket head helmet. Yeah. Uh, long sword. <laughs> long sword. And you are tasked with going through and saving different maidens in each zone and to eventually take on the, the big bad wizard at the end. Uh, a few tidbits, Aaron, before we get into the game proper. Did you know that they made a novelization about this game? No. Was yes. that before or after the game came a- out? After the game came out. Uh, there was a set of books that would do children's short stories yeah. for different NES games that kind of took their game world and, and expanded on it. How neat. Uh, one of those was uh, Wizards and Warriors. Also, in the Saturday morning Nintendo Power a cartoon show. Uh, he was he was not a mainstay, but he did the the hero and the villain both got a uh, episode devoted to them, and uh, uh, he was able to to live on in an animated form. That's kind of neat. No, I didn't know that either. Um, this game obviously super well known for its music and its incredibly brutal difficulty. Yeah, uh, this was before. I mean, Rare also did things like Battletoads. So, difficult games was not, you know, outside of their wheelhouse. But, one thing that this game does that none of those other games do is, when you die, you just die right where you are, and if you continue, you pop right back up. Which I appreciated that like you wouldn't believe. Yes. Yeah. It, it was, it's one of those things that you still have to be good enough to get through the level uh, with the health allotted to you. But being able to literally stand up right where you were can get you through some tough situations and let you get to the balls. The game flow of this game is you have to collect X amount of gems. So the, And you can tell this is right after the computer era was starting to die off and consoles were starting to pick up. Because you had to collect X amount of gems, depending on what level you're on, uh, to pay the bounty to pay the bribe, I should say, of the guard that will allow you then access to the big bad boss. I do like the fact that your brave knight 
just pays off the guy not to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of and on all the levels. You're paying the guy so you don't have to fight him, and he ain't cheap, brother. No, he gets some some uh, levels. He's incredibly expensive. Um, so you have to explore these incredibly large levels, uh, finding different chests, uh, different keys of different colors, which will allow you access to different doors uh, and different colored chests for uh, to get what's inside of those. You can pick up magical items. When you start the game, you literally just have your longsword, and your attack range is just Nothing. It's yeah, it's so real bad. Minute. Yeah. Uh, however, quite quickly in the game, you do get the the dagger of throwing. So you can throw the dagger, and it'll come back to you. And you have sort of a ranged weapon at that point. The problem with the dagger is it's slow. Right. Uh, that thing. That without that, you're, that makes the game a lot better for me. Was that throwing dagger? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, but it's that's not the only weapons and stuff that you get in this game. You have a huge plethora of stuff. Uh, some of the most famous stuff is. The boots of levitation, yeah, where you can hold up on your control panel, and your little guy will float off whatever ledge you are a, a little bit, a little about the half the size of a jump, and that will allow you to get access to higher platforms. Now, Aaron, this was before double jump was really a thing in in most video games. Mm. This was kind of the precursor to it, kind of the lead in. Uh, you also, of course, got magic wands, uh, the uh, the force boots which allow you to actually kick, and on top of being able to kick your enemy, which is a horrible idea because things are coming at you so fast and furious, you could kick chests open. So if you ran across a chest and maybe it was a pink chest and you didn't have the pink key yet, screw it. Boot that thing. Crack that thing right open and collect the goodies inside. (laughs) It had so many little aspects like that that it it makes the game so enjoyable. Uh, It is... As we stated before, incredibly difficult. The enemies are coming at you nonstop. Uh, the levels are, they're not mazes as in, you know, you got to know if you, whether to go left or right and then make choices like that all the way through it. But they're so vast, you can get turned around, especially when you have to go on and on and on to get to point A to get a key and then backtrack to get to point B to use that key. But for me, especially in, in my youth, because I would have been, oh, uh, geez, 10 when this came out. Um, Wait a minute. You're saying you were how old? Yeah, I was 10 at the time. So I, I, I think I got this for a birthday present. Yeah. And uh, loved it. I loved that it was difficult because I, I was a random and beat them kind of kid back in the day. Yeah. And this being that you could... Get up right where you left off, you know, stand up, continue that way. It allowed me to play this game ad nauseum. I've beaten this game dozens of times. I've beaten the whole game. Oh, oh, dozens of times. Um, And you can actually explore and find items that you didn't find the first time through. And some of the items are very mysterious. The Cloak of Darkness. It turns your guy invisible. Uh... What good does that do? Because the enemies can still hit you, but they can't, if they throw a fireball or something, it doesn't home in on you. At least that's what it's supposed to do. And if it actually kind of works. But this is a huge part of my childhood. I played it to death. Uh, The characters look, the sounds of this game, everything about it is just ingrained into my head. It was such, such a joy to come back and play some more of. 
What did you think of this one, Aaron? Well, I, you know, I remembered you having this back in the day because you know we didn't. This isn't like today. Like you had the whatever games you owned. Yes. And so we didn't have, we didn't own that many NES games. We, had, I mean, we had a handful. We rented them. You know, you would rent them. A tons, yeah. But I, we didn't have that many. I was mostly still playing on the Coco, but I would want to play NES sometimes. And so this game was always available. But I wasn't the biggest fan because it was so hard. Yeah. And it was, it was a foreign type game to someone like me. Sure. Who came from the computer world and didn't play that much NES. It did. It was. It was just a different sort of game. Oh, know? well, it definitely had aspects of, of Amiga games and those type of games. The collection aspect, the super large level aspect. Yeah. I, I, I would associate those with the computer days for well, sure. Well, I mean, just it was different. To me, I thought it was a, a strange game, and I thought it was also really tough. Uh, and I will say, coming back to it, I enjoyed it, actually, because... Um, I've honed my skills a lot since those days, and I actually had some success... And uh, I mean, like, I put a picture up in Discord where I beat a level, which I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, I, saw I was that. so happy. It's <laughs> funny to it was funny to get back into this thing because you remember how incredibly frustrating it is because it, everything gang beats you all the time when you're outside the caverns. Yes, and in the caverns you're still dealing with stuff all the time. There's no let up. No. Now when you get to one through the game, it's not. There are some levels where it aren't as bad, but on the first level, I mean, they don't give you any break. It's like nonstop crap. And I don't mean like bats. I mean like weird-looking creatures running at you with their arms up like blah. Yep. You know, it's like, my God, how can I get through this thing? And the answer is continues because you're going to yes. die a lot. But I will say, if you're playing this for the first time, uh, wait till you get the throwing dagger. That will make you, the game a lot less horrible. And you get it super horrible. early on. Yeah, and then once you get that, you can actually cause some damage. I like the fact that you start right where you left off. I like the fact that they'll take all your stuff away, nope. which is yep. good. I mean, clearly, I mean, if you're going to make a game kind of tough, this is the way you do it. You make it kind of tough, but you give the player a break. No one wants to start over. You, you know? can definitely grind through this. And beating this using as few lives or as few continues as you can. Yeah. Because you do lose your score. That's the one thing yeah. you do lose. So, although I never played this for a high score game, you could play this and say... Man, I, I got this far and I got this score before I, I had to continue. That's yeah. really good. Uh, it, it gave me something to strive for. You get there are a lot of. Uh, um, I mean, like you have to get X amount of gems to get, get through to a different part of the level, which is cool. Again, you are right; it is more of a European style uh, adventure game. But I did appreciate the, the hidden areas. I, oh, I, tons of them they, too. They, this has a you know we've played a ton of uh, ZX Spectrum games and we've played games like Manic Miner. They have a lot of jumping in them. But the, this game has, I wouldn't call it pinpoint accurate, but I mean, you have to learn how to jump off the edge of the cliff. Yeah. You know, in a lot of places. But you can, you can do it, and you'll get better at it. And this game, I will say, when you plummet in this game, as your knight flails out of control after he's fallen too far, you don't die, thankfully. You're just stunned for a minute. But... You die inside because it's, <laughs> there's nothing worse than being on the inside of a tree or going up to a cave or something and then f missing that ledge or accidentally jumping twice when you didn't mean to and then you fall all the way down to the bottom. You got to start over. So there's a lot of that in this game. If that's a problem for you, this is not the game for you. Although this game does give you the tools to kind of get around that. Not only do you get the boots of levitation that helps you get a little higher, right. you also get uh, the feather of feather fall which 
when you're falling, you can hold up and use it as a kind of a glider type right. thing. So it, I think this game said, you know what? We know what's hard. We know what's frustrating about these, this game. Here are at least some tools for you to to deal with that sort of thing. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Now, I will say, in some ways, though, the game is sort of a one-trick pony. In that, I mean, the, this game, well, let me finish. It's a good trick. But, I mean, almost all the levels are bouncing around on ledges and rocks and trees and limbs. Well, yeah, well, it's a it's an You're not going to be. But I mean, they don't really vary the gimmick that much. Oh, so, I mean, uh, I think you you fight a ton of different enemies. You do. You fight and a ton not, of different bosses. I'm not saying that, but I mean, uh, it, it mostly I, you know it mostly plays the same throughout. I mean, are you saying it's a it's a it's an action platformer from beginning to end, then yes. It, it does it It does have a cool boss. It does have bosses on occasion. Yeah. You know. every, every what do you what, did you have a favorite one? All the bats. I love how the bats form together and stuff. Yeah. Good good times. Yeah. I mean the big skull is is neat. Uh, there are definitely some bosses that you want to have uh, certain weapons. The axe, as soon as you get the throwing axe, you're way more powerful than you were with just the throwing dagger. Yeah. Um, they don't hide the diamonds. I mean, you. I mean, when I say that, I mean, you can... I The levels I got to the ground, you got a lot further than me, so maybe it changes. But, I mean, I didn't have too much trouble getting enough to get past the point. No, you know? as long as you're opening chests and yeah. whatnot, it, it, it's usually not a problem. There are a couple of places where you might have to grind a little bit. Yeah, um, and you can even get down just from repeatedly killing people, but it'd take a long time. Yeah, to get, you, 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 know, you might do that to top off, Yeah, but you don't want to, that isn't your primary way of getting them. Getting them the, the chest are definitely the, the way The music's you know. cool. It's Great. also got dynamic music when you get hurt yes. up and changes the tune. I thought you got a goodly amount of life. Now, you can go through it in a hurry, but, I mean, if this game had, like, two or three or even just one hit point, this oh, would have been a, no, a disaster. Been. Absolutely. But as it stands, you do get a goodly amount, but, I mean, they can come off quick. Yes. You know, so there's that aspect of it. You can't get generated, per se, because you always have some yeah. uh, frames of invincibility, but it, it, it can put you in a situation that is it's worse to stick around than, than to just flee and come back at a later time. Is there a point where you actually run out of continues? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I never got continues. to it. Yeah. Uh, you also get things that change your armor color. like uh, Different I, potions. Right, some, and there's, there's food around that'll heal you, which, man, you, you, I'm all over that when I see it. The funny thing is some levels will have a ton of food, and then you eat the food, and then you need the food later. Yeah. You saved all the food, <laughs> which I learned. So there's a lot of clever stuff. I mean, listen... Uh, you could tell when this came out that the people that made it had a clue. Yes. You yeah. could also tell it wasn't Japanese. Okay? Yes. You could absolutely tell that. Uh, you And there's a reason why this feels like a European platformer. Because it pretty much is. Well, no. I mean, uh, this was developed in, in the States. Well, no, I'm just, I, where is Rare located? I thought they were European. No. Are they not? I don't know. I don't know. But it's very. It's a very European style adventure game. But in this case, it's very refined. I mean, I... I I'm down with the clown on this one. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it way more now than I did back in the, in, in my younger days. This also has the most classic uh, you died thing where your foot kind of dangles over the edge. Oh, yeah. That is a great, a classic animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. The knight looks good. I mean, he... 
he, he's not too comical, but he's not too serious. It's all, <laughs> the, the whole game is sort of like the, that. Yeah, really. the, the bucket helmet, I think, is kind of amusing. Yeah. Uh, back in the day when this first came out, it came out to, to moderately good reviews. Uh, this came out in a time that was over-the-top good games. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. This was the hey- heyday for uh, the NES. But this came out to 7s and 8s. Uh, it did win some awards from like Nintendo Power Magazine, uh, or at least was nominated. I shouldn't say that it won. Um, and it, most people look back at this game fondly. Uh, it did get a couple sequels. Like I said, this was one of the first uh, fully Western-developed games. And because of that, they had a character that they could claim as their own, which allowed them to do more with them and keep more of the money from doing things with them. Um, the sequels are, for the most part, more of the same, uh, which is a good thing and a bad thing. I don't personally, I'm not a big fan of Iron Sword, uh, but that doesn't make it a bad game. It's just this has more nostalgic value for me. Yeah. And for a game like this, it, that really helps push it over the top. Yeah, this game, I think it holds up quite nicely. It's a good looking game. You know, uh, I, did this did, did this series ever make it out of the eight bits or anything else? I mean, did they make are there or even portable versions of this? Oh, like, there are. There is a handheld version of this. Yeah, uh, on the Game Boy. I I think it was the Game Boy, not the Game Boy Advance. Uh, but it also got a Tiger Electric. Oh uh, type God, of game. that'll mean that. Yeah, but it, it, it did branch out. Like I said, since they fully own the IP, yeah, they they were definitely more willing to give it out than some of your uh, Japanese IPs. I don't know. A lot of Tiger Electronics like, tries to come from Japanese <laughs> properties. So you're saying that this never like there was no Super Nintendo or Genesis or no. anything like that. I, doesn't that surprise you? Because I think this is a pretty well known, popular game, wasn't it? Uh. <clears throat> I, I'm trying to think back. Uh, I think that all the sequels did come out in the 8-bit. Because this was fairly... I mean, not right on the cusp. Yeah. This was a fairly early on in the 8-bit era. So it, it had enough room to grow there where it did. Fair enough. I thought it was... Like I said, I, overall, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, and also not sucking as much didn't hurt. That made me happy. That made me happy with it. Um we didn't get any reviews this week of short weeks. Sure, really yeah. We didn't get an out until too late. But overall, I think that was a pretty good uh, pretty good choice there to Brent on that one. So I went in a whole different direction. Yes. And I'm going to explain why. And I don't normally do this on this show. Uh, but I, I went back to my roots. And my roots are in the Amiga. So my game this week was an Amiga game. And it's called Castle Warrior. So I'll tell you how I came across this. So... Um, I like the old RMC, Retro Man. Well, he doesn't call it by that anymore. Neil from RMC. And uh, he had one of these, him and his arcade buddy had one of these uh, grand opening where they talk about all the crap they've gotten in the cave. And one of the games he picked to show off was a game called Castle Warrior, which was this game. I never heard of it. And he showed a, a couple clips from it. I was like, man, that looks really cool. Of course, he didn't kill it verbally. Uh, and he's like, this game's no good. And he'd say they only bought it because of, the, of it was published by someone who only did two games on the Amiga. We'll get to that. So anyway, I was like, man, that looks like it might be fun. I'm going to go with that one. So that's how I picked the game. So thanks, Neil. This is your fault if you don't like it. <laughs> and he already said he didn't like it. So uh, Amiga game this week. Castle Warrior uh, released in 1989, 20, 24 pound 99p 
so uh, pretty much, I think that's full price. Full price for lease, yeah. Another reason I wanted to pick this one, developed by Delphine, Brent. Uh, let's go over there. Uh, let's see which game doesn't belong here. Uh, you got another world, or out of this world, flashback, future worlds, cruise for a corpse, the James Bond stealth affair, and Castle Warrior. <laughs> That's what they developed on the Amiga. So, and so, I, since womp, womp. I, so I, I think we've covered on this show every one of those games except this one on Amiga. So I'm picking up the spare here there with this one. This was also, now get this, and this is an oddity. Uh, everyone says that Delphine self-published this game. Okay, now they didn't publish too many games. They only published Bio Challenge and Shock Fu, the old Shock Fu brand. But Neil on his show had uh, the box for this game, and it was published by Electrocoin. Hmm. All right, Electrocoin, who their only other published work is uh, Do Run Run, Boats Game. So they only, but according to Neil and, and other sources, they only published those two games on the Amiga. However, I found evidence that this game had been published by Delphine, Electrocoin, and Palace, and Mindscape. All right, wow. so I don't know. Who all published this game? But Lemon and uh, Hollow Light only have it being published by two different people, but other sources had differences, so your mileage may vary on what version you've got. Um, <clears throat> this came on one disc, won the two players' hot seat, uh, and uh, this game was uh, uh, the concept of a fellow named Michael Sportouch. Uh, he didn't do a ton of stuff on the Amiga. He did... Space Harrier, Space Harrier Return to Fancy Zone, which I didn't heard of that one either. So the coder on this was Jesus Martinez. Now listen to this. He did one of the games we covered here, Baby Joe. Remember Baby Joe on our Baby episode? Okay. He did that one. You don't remember it, do you? He was also involved in uh, James Bond's Stealth Affair. And then, uh, the other coder, uh, Philippe Chastel, who worked on uh, Cruise for Corpse and Dragon Ninja, a.k.a. Bad Dudes for the Amiga, another one of the games we like. So these guys had some good experience. Uh, the music on this was done, and we'll get to the music, was done by Jean Badlow. He actually did the music for the game me and Bo will be looking at soon called Beach Volley, and he did a bunch of the other uh, games for Delphine. So uh, a lot of the guys on this set were well-traveled, well-versed in the Amiga and working on it. This was an OCS game, by the way. Uh, so that's kind of neat. And uh, so what is the game itself? Well, let's get to the nitty-gritty here, uh, the brand. So in this game, you play a warrior. Uh, this game comes with a backstory, and the backstory is more or less as follows. Uh, you're living this beautiful kingdom, uh, uh, the kingdom of P Pacifia. <laughs> Listen, I'm just telling you. Uh, or Pacifia, if you will. And uh, everyone's happy. Beautiful, glorious kingdom, right? All is well, right? And there's only one jerk in the whole kingdom. Wow. Right? But you know, there's always some jerk in there. And so uh, the jerk happens to also be an evil wizard, you know? There's the magic from our sorcery, from the sword and sorcery. The evil wizard Xandor. He lives in Pacifia. So what do you do with this guy? Well, you're in Pacifica. They're not going to execute or anything. So they banish him somewhere so far away from everyone else. They're like, ah, I'll be all right. They put him on his mouth. Wow. You know? oh. Well, guess what? It's not all right. Xandor wants to control the king. He's pissed off, right? So what's he I do? I'd be kind of ticked, too. Does he turn someone into a frog? Nah. Does he cast a pox on the kingdom? Nah. What do you do when you don't like what's going on with the king? Easy. 
poisonous food. <laughs> so somehow, Xandor poisons the king's food. The king's poisoned, okay? So here you come into the picture. You're the castle warrior. Your job is to brave all these hideous areas in pursuit of the evil wizard Xandor. And then the goal is to basically smack around Xandor till he gives you an antidote. That's what it says in the book. It doesn't say like he's definitely got an antidote or anything. You got to go get an antidote. You go get it. And so you're off. So uh, you are tasked with this. So again, one to two players. There's not a whole lot in the way of options in this game. In fact, there's only, only two options. Uh, the first option is, do you want one or two players? And then the second option, which is not a very good option, do you want music or sound yeah. effects? Instantly, I was irritated. Again, it's 1989, but here we are. This powerhouse Amiga. I've played all these great games, but they, they couldn't get it together. Uh, now, so let's, ha let's talk about what happens if you pick music. The music for this is ill-suited. Yes. It's like they went to, like, the club, and they're like, <laughs> or like this is like dancier than the blood money theme. You know, I mean, <laughs> oh, it's, I got, know it's got the uh, metal drums in yeah. it. Someone's going, yeah, one, one, one. I'm like, what is this? So you're going down these hallway fight all these dragons and stuff, and, there's, and it's a dance beat. Trust me, Bo was turning over his non-grave. <laughs> I can hear him complaining about the music from here. It was Euro dance trash at its finest. The thing is, it wasn't a bad song, right? But for this game, turn the music off. Yeah, it made it no off. sense. I go agree. with the go with the effects. So the first part of this game has you walking down this long tunnel. Okay, now this game actually radically changes depending on what part of the game you're in. So in the first game, first part of the game, your joystick uh, you use to move up, down, left, and right, and then with your button held, your guy doesn't walk, he swings his sword. So at that point, you're holding down the button to get up, down sword, left, right sword, and all diagonal sword. So you've got full movement of your sword. So what does this mean? That means you're either moving or you're swording. Well, you're, you're always doing. moving. No, well, yeah, yeah, because you're, but you're on a, you're on a, but you're moving left and right, but you're staying your, your guy automatically walks on this level. Yeah, you can duck to make him not right. walk. And you can but, jump, too, but, you know, so we'll get okay. to it. So as you're going down this long tunnel, uh, you're being accosted on every side. Uh, hands, skeletal hands will come out of the wall and try to grab you. Also, coming towards you, you'll see, uh, like, bats fly at different levels, other creatures, and eventually you'll come across, like, a, a, a big snake and it was something that looks like a lizard man. He throws these balls at you. So what you've got to do is basically avoid or kill the creatures in front of you as you go down the hall. The only times you stop is when you fight the, ball, the two mini bosses and the main boss, okay? So you've got a certain amount of hit points. Once you lose all your health, you're dead, and there is no continue. You're gone. So... Uh, as you go down the hall, what you've got to do is learn the, the sort of like Zaxxon. The different level of stuff comes at. They're basically coming at you from one to three ways and then up one to three levels high or low. Does yeah. that sound about right? Yes. Um, <clears throat> this part is tough. Real tough. Extremely tough. I got through it without cheating twice. And it was difficult, real hard. What you've got to do is, on the parts where you stop, you've got to, when the enemy shoots his projectile at you, you've got to basically whack it back at him. Yes. Right? Uh, 
play Pong with them. At the end of the level, you actually confront this dragon. He's at the end of the hall in this, like, cave, okay? And he is coming at you, and you've got to position yourself to throw spears at him. He actually looks cool. And I will say, before we get into the, into the gameplay, the game uses this real unique tunneling effect yeah. to make it simulate that you're moving down a tunnel. Now, a lot of people don't would probably be irritated by the fact that you automatically move. And I think that's actually a strength. That's part of the game. And that's something you don't have to control. That was smart. Uh, that was a good choice, that part. The bad choice is... Well, there's a bunch. One of them is you can't, with your guy in front of you, you can't see projectiles or bad guys coming directly in front of yes. your guy. And so that means you've sort of got to guess, okay? Secondly, when you're moving down the hall and you stop to chop left or right, you've got to, like when that skeletal hands come out, you've got to pretty much stop dead. The whole thing stops. You got to turn and he'll swing. And you probably won't hit them because you have to be right up on them to hit them. And then you're risking getting hit. Hitting anything with your sword while you're in motion is not easy because it's hard, much like an exact system, it's hard to guess the exact location of stuff. One thing that they made a big mistake in is in the hallway, you literally can, you don't just move left or right or stay in the center. You could go an extra slot all the way over. Yeah. And really, they needed to have the stuff stay in their lanes, and they don't. Also, you can't, the bats are so wide, you can't really tell if they're going to hit you or not, so you're kind of hoping they don't, but they often do. When it comes to the bat and the fireballs back at the enemy, again, you can't see in front of your guy, so it's, and that's where you need to do the batting. Yeah. And so it's a very hit or miss uh, when you're doing the ball batting section. We're going to go through this in sections. So what did you think about this opening section uh, of the game? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the, the problems you listed are obvious problems, not being able to see exactly where you're at. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like they give you enough health to get a feeling for what's going on. I mean, yeah, you might have to play it a couple times. I mean, you, you get multiple lives. Right. Uh, it's not like two or three hits and you're dead. You can take a, a vast amount of But they of start fight. you over, which is uh, irritating. Yeah. Um... Swinging left or right is completely useless. Well, it, unless you're going after the hands. No, but why? Why would you ever do that? Well, if you because sometimes the hands are out and there's bats coming. You have to hit something. No, no you you just you and just, jumping is not an option. No, jumping is dumb. Ducking is dumb. Yeah, uh, ducking because, is <clears throat> because you ha although you have the ability to duck, you can't judge well enough to duck something. Yeah. Um, the sword play when you when you're attacking things in front of you, at least you feel powerful. Yeah, I, I made a grievous error and actually chose to. I stuck with the music because the first two, the first opening tune is pretty jazzy and gets you kind of pumped up. Uh, unfortunately, just not pumped up to play this game. Um, what did you think about the hall effect on this? It's pretty cool. I mean, I, for I that old, was, long ago, I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have many problems with this stage after I realized you're going to get hit. Just accept it. Figure out what does the least amount of damage. Yeah. And uh, that's really what you want to... If you're going to cheat to something, that's what you want to cheat to. Never, because you have five lanes, never go to the extreme lanes. Yeah. Because the, the I hands do a, a ton of damage. The only thing you can do is if there's no hand and you're avoiding... And, and for some reason, the bat you think might be overlapping the center. The... 
That I like. I like the way it looks. I like, but I mean, that was fundamentally they didn't do a good job with the gameplay. I, I thought it was, I thought it was okay because so, it was different enough that I, I I gave it a pass on a lot of things. So let's, let's the talk, boss yeah. at the end, uh, the big red dragon, uh, the first level. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought was neat. Yeah, he's cool. Um, he looks great. Doesn't throw he? in the spears uh, is is fun. Yeah, it's not the, bad. The issue is hit he when you hit him, he gets a certain amount of. Of invincibility. Yeah, uh, I felt like it was too long because you you can never get to a position where you throw two spears in a row, right? Because there's no point because he, he won't take the damage anyway. And I wanted to throw two spears in a row. Although really, it's hard to chuck two real quick anyway. But yeah, so but I thought I like he looked cool. I thought that was okay. So yeah. the second level has you canoeing uh, through a, an underground river. Mm-hmm. Now, in this one, this reminded me a lot of... A lot of this game reminded me of Dragon's Lair, in a way. No. You know, well, I mean, it's, what do you mean? The skeletal hand, no. the fact that you're an underground river? No. I mean, gameplay-wise, it didn't. No. So, anyway, on this level, uh, it, the controls are much different. So, uh, in this one, the only thing you need to use your button for is to activate your shield, and you, you move it up over your head or to the side. So the reason is, as you get to the cavern, you're going to come across uh, stalag, uh, stalactites. Stalactites, they're razor sharp. They come down on your guy in his canoe. Stalagmites. No, stalactites. Hold on tight. Okay. Stalagmites come up on the floor. Trust me, I know. So, and the other, now, I, at first I thought, well, that's not too bad. Well, then, because the, the, the other way you can hold your shield is diagonally to the right, or to the, yeah, to the left. Excuse left me. and right, yeah. And why would you do that? Well, that's because a fish will jump out of the water, and he can get you from that angle. Now, aside from that, again, you're on a hard roll. So your guy's always going forward, but you can control whether he's left or right, and you're doing that to avoid rocks and slimes. And you can also avoid the falling stalactites that are coming down. Uh, this level gets tough. I mean, really, as you go through it, it gets a lot. It gets pretty difficult. You have, to, and the thing is, your guy's reaction time is sort of realistic, not good. He's real slow getting bringing that shield up, and so you, when you see a stalactite ahead of you, you sort of have to anticipate that it's going to fall. But you also, the game doesn't allow you just to hold your shield out. Right. It, it, it is an action. You. Pull your shield out. You block for a few moments, and then you put the shield away. Yeah. So you can't just row down the river with the shield above your head. Right. Right. And uh, you're going to come across a side from the rocks, a side from the fish, a side from the stalactites. You've also got to deal with these kind of green slime things that, that go through the water. I mean, uh, this is another good looking level. Uh, I really enjoyed the look of it. I enjoy the. Uh, I like this. Has a little. I know you like. You're a big fan of Trojan with the shield. You get a little shield action. They're probably dissimilar otherwise. But I did like this level. I thought it was kind of interesting. Again, fundamentally, what I call it, I think it's interesting. I like the idea of it. Is it fun? Eh, that's probably not, it's not the funnest thing. This whole game is sort of like that. Like, they were on the right track, but didn't quite get there with it. But I thought this was okay. What did you think? I thought this was the most fun that I had in the game. Yeah. I really enjoyed the controls. You don't have lanes anymore. You're now... You row, and you row slow. You're not going to go from left to right in, yeah. a, in, a, in an instant. It's a slow paddle to maneuver. It felt good. Pulling the shield up to, to drop to stop the things from falling on your head felt good. Having it crush into your shield has a nice animation. Um, the, the red fish, 
probably does a little bit too much damage because you get no warning that they're there. Yeah. A little bubble up before he jumps out would have been would have been nice. Uh, the green slimes, sometimes they have things living in it. Sometimes they don't. It looks like they throw an eyeball at yeah, you they, or something. Yeah, they spit yeah. an eyeball at you. Uh, it's not much of a danger, but you can put your shield up and block it as well. The rocks keep you on your toes, moving left to right. Uh, I, I actually really like this level. I had fun playing this level. It looks good, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, listen, <laughs> it's, I was wondering how you are going to react to this game. Because I could absolutely see how people would hate it, okay? But I am enamored with this graphical effect. It's, it's a good-looking effect, and they use it to a decent degree. Yes. in the game, you know, in the game. So I give them a pass on that. So once you get past the uh, that level, okay, you're moving on, and now it's time to do another spear level, okay? This time you're taking on what would you call this guy? Giant like. Three-eyed, three-eyed aqua beast or yes. something at the end of the hall. I mean, this is sort of more of the same, but he's tougher than the dragon. I didn't get past this guy. Yeah, well, I mean, I did because, I, but I cheated. Oh, well, but I, uh, I don't yeah, do that. but I know I would have never gotten here without cheating. Oh, I got to this guy w w without cheating. Oh, uh, wow, well done. But he does a ton of damage. And he also spits other hymns. Yeah, that, like small, like I don't know if they're babies or I don't know what's going on. And with they this. do a, they do. Uh, uh, usually three hits and you're dead on this guy. And again, this is the fight feels exactly like the dragon. You throw a spear. You have to wait for his invincibility to go away before you can throw another yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I the pattern He's with his a hands lot tougher, are very. You know, he does one and then he does the other. Does one and then does the other. But that's not the problem. The things that he's spitting out. Yeah. Will they don't home. But they go to where you've either been or where you're at, and he throws multiple at a time, so it's very difficult. Yeah. By the way, I should mention that according to the documentation, the dragon is named Olasos, uh, uh, and the uh, the weird aqua creature is named Jibba. Jibba. Sure. Jibba the aqua creature. I'll, I'll, again, this this part of the game, it was it was well. There's no scrolling on the monster levels, but they're cool looking. They're everything's large. It looks interesting. The artwork is nice. The movement on your guy looks good. I think your guy looks pretty good overall. Yeah. I mean, he's not the most. Uh, he's not. He doesn't have like detailed. a million frames of animation. But I mean, I think he looks pretty good, especially in the canoe level. I thought he looked particularly good. So at this point, you're off to confront Zandor. Now, the Zandor level is is interesting. Let's just go there. You are on the. You come out over like a chasm, and there's sort of like a uh, uh, half of a bridge there, and then a big empty gap. And Xandor comes in lower than like a Professor X chair out of the skeleton mouth. He's in like a. He's got a cool robe, and he's shooting fireballs at you. Lightning bolts. <clears throat> well, he does both. And I mean, I really calling his fireballs is a fair. They just they look more like little red balloons, yeah. blue balloons. And so your goal, first of all, you can you can run right off the edge of the of the platform and you die. Okay, so you can't go to the tippity tippity edge. It, it's very difficult to hit, but you can only hit him when he when he moves his professor X chair near you. And in the meantime, he's just pummeling you with stuff. I don't know how anyone would get past this without being a super duper cheater like I was, but I thought the room looked cool and I thought he looked cool. Now, there's a funny thing at the end of this level. There's actually, 
this game gets a little wackier as you go. So once you kill Xandor, uh, remember you're trying to save the king from food poisoning. A potion appears in his chair. Yeah. So he had it on him. You know, you'd have to rough him up. So he turns to a skeleton. You get that, but you can't just. The poach doesn't come to you. Now you've got to get on the Resurrect chair. All right. So many times I tried to jump to the chair, but you can't jump. There's no forward jump. Yes. So you have to wait till the chair comes right up to the ledge. You just walk onto it, and then the whole chair goes back from where it came. So you go back up into the mouth. And I thought to myself, am I going to get chewed up by this <laughs> devil, this demon skull or whatever? So normally you think to yourself, well, they're going to say, we're out of here, game over. This is one of the few games that makes you get back to the kingdom and on probably the hardest part of the game. So once you've got the, uh, the antidote, it's time to be on the flying dragon. This sounds cool. And it's, it's not uncool. But it's probably the least spectacular of the levels, I would say. And, and it, they didn't put a ton of effort into this one, I don't think. This is the sort of like the uh, 3D shooter of the of the of the uh, of the proceedings. Sort of Panzer like, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, kinda. So you're in a cloud, you're over the clouds, and you're and stuff attacks you, okay? And you're shooting it. This is shot from behind the dragon. So you see the the back of the dragon. And you're a guy, and then you see the dragon's head, but you can't, uh, much like the other sections of this, you can't really see what anything that's happening in front of you. And much worse here is that the dragon is huge, and you're on the dragon. Yeah. So the stuff, and you're fighting sky snakes and skies, uh, centipedes, basically. And so it's real tough, and it also goes on forever. Yeah. This love, did you actually you get to play this? No, level, but I watched it. It goes on and on and on and on. I mean, I, I was surprised how well it went on. I'm assuming that since a couple of the, uh, 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 since the guy that made this concept for this worked on Space Harrier, that he got some of the ideas for this for Space Absolutely. Harrier. This is probably the most. This sort of reminded me of the part of uh, Awesome when your ship turns and you see the back of it and, and those worm that worm things coming out. But that's way, 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 way better than this. Yeah. This is the I thought. Despite the fact that you're on a flying dragon and that's cool, I thought this was the lamest part. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I didn't get to play this, yeah. but I know watching the playthrough, it, this did go on forever. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it went on so long. I, when I try, I watch it double speed. Yeah. Uh, and, and I got to the point, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I started skipping ahead 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Yeah. And I probably did that. 15 times, it was still going. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. It goes on forever. And the thing is, you'll get the waves of the of the sky worms and something. Eventually, you get the sky devils who are look dopey and like, like they're out of place. Uh, and then eventually, and at the end scene, uh, I timed it perfectly. Your guy, literally, this is a VTOL dragon. He comes straight down <laughs> and then lands you at the king's at the king's throne. And the last part of the game is that it's just you hand the king this potion and that's it. You don't even see him drink it or nothing. That's kind of a, well. You assume he drank it. I will say, well, the king looks pretty healthy there. Well, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's wearing all his armor and crap. I will say one thing: after you beat the game. I got to put my name in the number one spot directly over Jesus, so I felt like I was—I <laughs> felt like I'd really accomplish something when you do something like that. Um, so, real quickly, uh, let's talk about how this was scored. Um, 
the people over at Lemon did not like this game. 3.41. They hammered it. And out of? Out of 10. No. It's I not looked that at these bad. scores. Just to go on a quick run through Amiga Action, 52%. Amiga Computing, 45. Amiga Format, 53. Stunningly, Amiga Joker, 65. More than anyone, which is unlike them. AUI, 60. CU, 47. The 1, 61. The average magazine score for this was 57, which is still almost double what the people at Lemon gave this. I mean, this was roundly despised by everyone. And I looked at the magazines, and they were killing this. And I thought, I was like, man, in 89, I'd seem like this would be an okay game. Now, does it have a ton of repayability? No. no. But you can't compete for score. It does have two players. I, I'm saying you no could. No one's playing this for score. You could. But I will say, this is a game, I mean, that I thought um, visually was quite remarkable, uh, parts of it. And parts of it were sort of fun, and the concept of this could have been made into something really fun. I just think they lost their way somewhere down the line. Uh, well, I have a couple big problems. Go ahead. Get it, it has nothing to do with gameplay. All right, go ahead. First of all, my very first time playing it, I made it two-thirds of the way through the game. Uh, you did better than me. That so, first level was tough. That is way too short of a game. Yeah. Way too well, short. That's why they tacked on a 25-minute yeah. ending. Um, the not, not being able to see through your guy, I mean, that's a choice you made. I, I think they had too many... Uh, uh, Thoughts of, oh, you're going to be ducking under these fireballs and jumping over yeah. the bats and stuff. That never happens. Yeah. And when something never happens in your game, you need to go back and take it out. Uh, because it, your players aren't going to enjoy that. They're not going to have... I never jumped to succeed. And the thing I is, never jumped to succeed. The thing about the jumping, that you could have used that. All you have to, it's simple. You do what they did in, like, sort of saying, just roll some logs or pillars. Something like that. It just just something to jump over. Yes. Or a pit. Jump over the pit. Something like that. And, the yeah. problem is you don't jump forward. You just jump straight, straight up. Straight up. Yeah. And that was throughout the whole game. And that that's a difficult thing to get a, a grip on. You know. Um, the depth, while a really neat effect. Yeah. Uh, they needed they the 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 floor is gritted. So that kind and everything casts the shadow. So that kind of helps judge where things are. Um. But it was too often, so I would get hit by something that I thought was still several tiles away. Or the the far more frustrating thing is I would be swinging at something, swinging, 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 and I felt like it just went right through my sword, right through me, and right out the back. Yeah. So I don't know if there was a problem with the hit detection, or maybe maybe it really wanted me lined up absolutely perfectly. Yeah. It. it the game, a game like this, you need to have a little bit of slop. You know what I would like to have seen, and this would have been tough to do with what they had. Get rid of your guy. Just have a sword. Yeah. And, and and well, hold on. Get rid of the guy. Just you see his sword and maybe his hands. All right, and that way you can see the stuff coming, and then you can have a fair shot of whacking it. No, I mean it was too. It was too hard. The concept was good, but if you're going to do a game where you've got stuff in direct line with the guy, you know there's going to be parts or make him transparent or some or something resembling that on the Amiga. But you can see my point. I here. understand what you're saying, but I I don't think there's. I think they should have solved it through game design. I think the concept they had was fine. They just yeah. need a better game design. Swinging left and right, I never did it because it was never a point that I needed to. 
Um, that's probably why I had so much trouble the first level. And I do like the fact you get a couple mini bosses on the first level. Yeah. And they were cool looking. I liked whacking the thing back at them, but I mean, I didn't like it at the same time. I'd like to have seen more stuff done, like the rowing level. You know, that could have been, they could have done more with that concept. You know, I thought that yes. was kind of neat. Well, that was the best level because all of your movements yeah. had purpose. Right. Um, even though blocking the fish from, from the left or the right was nearly impossible. Yeah. It was at least... Or the eyeball. I knew... Well, no, the eyeball, you block over top. I tried to move like, what is that um, At least I knew that fish is going to come from the, the left, I'm going to put my shield out, and I can block it. Uh, it. The fish came out too fast. It should have had bubbles. This game encompasses the... If the devs would have done a little bit more. And I would assume that this was... It's gotten to a point... Okay, get it out the door. We're, we're done... Uh, I, I don't know that. I don't know the history of the game. But this is something that if it was tweaked a little bit more and three times the length, could have been a fun <clears throat> game. My guess is someone fell in love with the graphical uh, scrolling and tried to build a game around it and just they, just, they the, either the know-how or the technology wasn't there to pull it off. It happens. But still, possible. this is absolutely something I would recommend people take a look at. Now, if you wanted to buy this... And by the way, with this being an RMC this week, it's probably going to raise the rates. So I found this all over the place, but it was not cheap. Uh, and you can get these in France, 50, 50 bucks. And these are these are non-negotiable. Italy, 80, 75, and 75 bucks. The Netherlands, 60 bucks. None of, I will say not, I hadn't seen any of these that had sold recently. Now, this also got released on the ST. Uh, if you go for that one, you can get that in the UK for forty bucks. So you, uh, you can always get that box is the same with a different sticker. So you can always go that route. It's a neat one. I actually enjoyed it uh, to a certain degree, but I, it's not what I would want to go back over and ever. This is something you like play on stream. Say like, look at this, everybody, and then yeah. you never come back. Yeah, never come back to it again because it's fundamentally broken. And yes. you know what you do with something. That's fundamentally broken. There's only two things you can do. You either go back and try it again, or you get someone competent to fix it for you. Someone like Retro Rewind? Where's your sign at? It's right here, Aaron. What's wrong? Why don't you see it? I don't know. But one thing we can all agree on is that if you need something fixed, fundamentally or otherwise, you should see Frank at RetroRewind.ca. Why is that? Because Frank and his crack staff have literally decades of experience at repair, and they've got it on the top level of the, of the top rung of the ladder, Brent, the tippy top. These guys can fix it. They know how to fix it. They've fixed it a million times, so you don't have to, and they'll do it at good rates because they're up in Canada at the Great White North. Nice, amiable folk up there. They like to take care of people. Now, Absolutely. If you're a kind of guy that likes to repair something on his own, they'll set you up with diagnostic carts, uh, cap kits, the whole nine yards, plus they're full service, brother. You need your cocoa to have an SDC. You need uh, SD solutions for your Commodore machines. Bam, you're in. You need uh, ROMs for your Amiga. Do you need uh, accelerator boards? Frank's your hookup, brother. That's RetroRewind.ca. We'll be seeing Frank and his crack staff at Boat Fest next week. Yes. It's going to be awesome, Brent. What do you got on the wheel this week? Aaron, we added for the Retro Rewind the Auric. And what did you not get rid of? Logs. If, if chat choice comes back up, I'm going to feed you that wheel. I'm just telling you that right now. Go ahead. Kind of looks like Although pizza. this was a good one this week. Here we go. 
Round one to make a break for Man. it. Has that ever happened where one flew away? <laughs> and the winner is, bam, what do we got? We have CPS1 Arcade. CPS1 Arcade. Yes. We've done the CPS2 a couple times. We haven't done the one all that often. That might be kind of fun. Yeah. Well, that'll be a good a good time. Good time. Uh, <clears throat> listen, everybody, you know, we mentioned it, but uh, as of the recording of this show, uh, when this gets released, you will literally have less than a week until Boat Fest 2023. Boat Fest 2023, the premier retro gaming and retro computing, uh, computing uh, show in Hurricane, West Virginia. Except no substitutes. Sure, there's all kinds of retro gaming conventions happening in the tri-state, but there's only one King Dong brother, and that's the Big B, the boat, the Boatster Boat Fest 2023. Are you excited about this bad boy? Aaron, don't praise the other conventions. I don't know any others to be honest with you. <laughs> so, but um, this is this is the King Dong. So uh, we hope to see you. Listen, we still have tickets available at the door. So if you're if you're thinking to yourself, eh, you know, I might come, maybe not. We could probably take care of you. Come on down. We should have we should have enough to cover a, a, a dozen people that might want to show up, something like that. But you never know. I would order them now, but I hate somebody drive all this way and then no tickets. But I think we've got enough to cover you at the door. If you're on the fence, come on down. Give me a give me your best boat fest shot here. What you talk them in? You're just sitting there with a dumb look on your face. What do you do? What do you say to people to get them to come to a hurricane? See, Aaron's not not pushing the right things. We're going to have auctions. We're going to have yeah, tournaments. You're pushing that because you're running both though. We're going to have tournaments. We're going to have uh, prizes. Yeah. We're going to have uh, live tapings. Yeah. So if you want to throw things at Aaron, you can. We're going to have. Hopefully, it's food. We're going to have. Uh, 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 People, knowledgeable people on site. So if you have questions, you can get them answered. Like me, the sketchy tech. It's good times. And you get to see everyone that uh, that makes Amigos run. That's right. It's funny. Rob Flack O'Hare, I just typed in live tapings with question marks. Rob Flack O'Hare will be here, and he'll actually be doing a live taping with me. We're going to have some booze on the table, and then we're going to tell funny stories. That's what I've been told. So that should be a good time. It will be fake booze. We can't afford the good stuff. O'Doul's or something like that. So, with all that said, next week, Brent, we'll be back at it uh, with, uh, what are we drawing in? <laughs> CPS1. CPS1. You know it's gold. By the way, we own a couple of CPS1 boards. Yeah. You may still own some. One real quick thing. Yeah. If you are a ARG Presents supporter yeah. and you have been supporting uh, before, before June 1st, Send me your address. We have, or if you're coming to Boat Fest, just came, come up to me and say, "Hey, I'm here for my give me my, my goodie, my goodie." So I don't. So have you're to gonna give it to them right like, on the spot? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if I do mean, I get a goodie? No. Are, are you are you a? I uh, support you. Just by, are I you support a Patreon, Aaron? No, you're not. I'm on so there. <laughs> if you're a Patreon, you've donated at least ten dollars throughout your entire life, which I believe is everyone, uh, and you were a subscriber. As of June 1st, send me your address. I got a goodie package coming your way. You're not going to want to miss it. It's crazy. There you go. So, this will be the last time. Oh, and ARG merch. Oh, yeah. Boat Fest. Yeah, that'll be that finally. It's about time. This will be the last time we have to mention Boat Fest. So, please, see us at Boat Fest. No. Until then, what do you mean? This is the last show before Boat Fest. This no, is it. It's not. The next one's going to be at Boat Fest. The next show we do will be the show at, that'll be coming out after Boat Fest. No, we've got it's one not. that's coming Sunday. All right, there's a couple more. I don't know. Trust me. 
This is the last one. I'm out. I'm done. It's too hard to keep track. You know what I mean? Boat fest. Good night, everybody.